You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. This is episode 248. Thank you for tuning in. Couple announcements. Number one, uh, make sure you follow the feedback on Instagram if you don't already. Forget Facebook. I don't do much on there. Twitter, same thing. Everybody's on Instagram now anyway. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. It helps. I look, but I don't have any sponsors. I don't make money doing this. I do it because I love it. I've been doing it for, uh, for damn, almost 10, 10 years. Next year will be 10. Next year will be 10. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not Rogan. I'm not. <laughs> you're you know, not? I'm, no, I'm not Joe oh, Rogan. Oh, I, I don't, I don't wish to be Joe Rogan really. Well, I'm going to go. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, leave a review. It helps. Share it with your friends. I've talked to a lot of funny people. Uh, if you want to find out more about the Austin scene, the nightlife, the music, you can go back to the archive. I talked to a lot of people who are still making moves in Austin that made Austin what it is today. So go back and check it out. Uh, subscribe also on YouTube, uh, check out a YouTube channel. Just look up the feedback BAK and you'll see the videos of all of our previous episodes. What else? Oh, uh, by the time this airs, hip hop bingo would have happened already. So follow hip hop bingo. Our next one is going to be on, uh, May Sunday, May 22nd, uh, with the can't even comedy folks from LA. So make sure you follow them and you follow hip hop bingo on Instagram. Now, without further ado, let me introduce my guest for this episode. I got the very funny David Zetafonte is here. So I have to say it like that. I can't help it. That's good. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks Appreciate you. Me. Yeah. In the house. Goddamn. Yeah. It's about time. It's about freaking time. It's an actual house. In the house. Yeah. In yeah. my house. Yeah. <laughs> in, 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 my, in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Rare to see a comedian actually have. you an adult? Walls and rooms and. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I look, I, I just turned forty, so I'm like, <laughs> you're forty. Yeah, damn, I'll take it. Yes, yeah, good for you. So, so, uh, just last weekend, I was down at the creek, and this girl gave me twenty five. I'm like, you must be out of your, you know, I would, I would have guessed no. in the twenties. Yeah, in the twenties. Well, then I heard your whole story before we started. Well, yeah, okay. What you do for work? You know, you got a kid. I can be twenty five and do all that. I would, I would have said max thirty five. Max thirty five. I would have said you were the same age as me, thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, black crack shit. Black don't crack. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it better just black crack shit. <laughs> Somebody isolate that, please. <laughs> you know, black crack shit. You know, let's leave the don't out of there. Yeah. Just black crack shit. Black crack shit. African doesn't bend. That's, that's what oh, we said. That one. Yeah. African doesn't bend. African doesn't bend. We don't. My, my dad's 71. He looks like me. Really? No, I swear to God. I believe you. I, yes, my mom got good skin too, but we're, we'll be we'll be okay. Put it that way. Yeah, what's, it. What would be a good one for like whites do crack? What's a whites crack? Hold on. What? As in, like the skin gets all fucked up. White like crack. <laughs> White prune. <laughs> right? They prune. They, their skin gets all messed up by the oh, time they hit. That's 30. already happening. I look like a pear. That's been sitting. You have the shape the already. You have the oh, shape down. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking jokes. Well, I mean, we're talking here. We're talking here. You just said it. You admitted it. You yeah. Like a pair. Mm-hmm. Just own it, I, bro. I've gotten it my whole goddamn life. So I had you a, cool with I it. had a friend mm-hmm. in high school, and she had pears, uh, pictures of pears. Like her mom was obsessed with pears uh-huh. all over their kitchen. Uh-huh. So they had like sculptures of pears, pears. And then one of my friends put a photo of me (laughs) 
up in their kitchen, and it stayed in their kitchen for a very long time. So every time you visit, I would see myself. I was and nobody in, said anything. No, no, they always did. I was in the theme of the pears. Do you have a nickname? No, no. It was just David the pear. Nope. <laughs> but you own it. Let put put it this way: you wear it well. Okay, thanks. <laughs> no, this is not a back end compliment because you know there's some people, and I know some. Core of the the heavier set, they don't know how to dress. Yeah, they don't. They don't. It's yeah. like they still wear size medium, mm-hmm. and it's like there's nothing worse than a fat man that doesn't know how to cover up his fat. Oh, and women too. I, women have it way harder than they, men. Yeah, they do. But like a man can wear a Hawaiian shirt and be done with it. True. Or just like yeah. or something I do all wish black. There was all more black. clothing for fat men. There is, because I I get kind of tired of always wearing the button up shirts or draping and stuff. Don't you have a whole section at Macy's for tall? Is that the same? No, no, because it's still the same style. like same cut. Yeah, it's still the same style too. There's like nothing, like you know, we never uh, in terms of fashion for men, uh-huh. it's very stagnant. It's very like one dimensional, unless you go to like foreign countries where they like like if you go to Africa. Uh-huh. Men will wear, you know this. Oh, like yeah, yeah. The, like a dashiki China. shit. Yeah, yeah like really like baggy, flowy. flowy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And I wish and I hope and it might happen that that uh, fashion reaches America and starts getting integrated into our culture. Because one, the heat is ridiculous to deal with. Like I'm wearing right. denim right now for pants. Uh-huh. And this might be my last year wearing denim because it's not breathable. It's great for the north in the winter, mm-hmm. but I would love to just have like a large something that's breathable down there. So if you wore slacks. Yeah, like chinos that are breathable, slacks, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But even that is still too concealing for okay. my manhood. <laughs> but but you're you're Italian, right? Is that mm-hmm. but um is that something out there? I'd I'd, fuck, I'd wear a dress before I wear denim <laughs> moving forward, bro. We'll give you a poncho and a Yeah. Man, look like Homer Simpson wearing the. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I, I think there's got to be somebody out there who's addressed this. Some startup out of San Francisco that's like, hey, we're there's those one pants that have like the legs connected at the knees, huh? Like the leg, like the pants connect at the knees. The oh yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 yeah. Like the the hammer pants, they're like hammer yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's that, but those haven't really picked up. You no, no, really no, no, they don't. Everywhere. They don't. They have them as like uh, like sweatpants, like that. Mm-hmm. But then skinny skinny dudes wear it. And as a fat guy, I refuse to wear sweatpants because as a fat guy, I feel like if you wear sweatpants, it's uh-huh. the ultimate sign that you've given up. The it's gray, if they're gray, gray especially, gray especially, yes. But I would never wear sweatpants in public. Yeah, it's I, also I, like pajamas in public. If I see a uh-huh. grown human being wearing Pajamas in public, I have no respect for them. I, I judge them. I, I agree judge with them that. as if they're not part of society. I have a thing against black people who wear the slippers and the socks. See, that's a that, the Germans do that a lot too. Yeah, but not. But why? Why did black people pick that one up? I don't. I don't know because I don't see anybody else wear that. Have you? Besides, I'm talking like the slippers, like the, blacks and Germans. Nah, never, no one. No, I've never seen. But that. I, I don't, I don't get the, 
Because you would think if you're going to wear shoes, you, one, you want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Two, you want to be able to move and not slide. Right. So, and so somewhat slides run. Slides are great for home. Yeah, but yeah. not to run. No, I'd never go out in them. No, but that's what they do. And I'm like, what's what's the... It doesn't look good. It's not practical because you're wearing socks. Yeah. Like socks all the way up to the knee mm-hmm. in Texas in July. Well, I just learned yesterday by Yoni. You know, we shot Yeah, yeah Yoni, yeah. Uh, he told me to get wool socks for winter or uh, summer here. Why? What does it do? He says the, the wool handles the sweat better so you don't destroy your shoes and your feet don't break down from the moisture. Interesting. Or if you wear cotton socks or silk socks uh-huh. that they don't absorb the moisture and it just stays in the shoe. That's how you get smelly shoes and cracked feet. I did not know that. And I had that issue last summer here. You tried it? My Are shoes you... got fucked. I know. Well, summer just started. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to try it? Yeah. You're going to get wool socks? Get some wool socks. I, that's a move, man. I don't know. I, tr- I trust him. He's been here for like 50 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. He only knows. Yeah. yeah it... he, he told me shit about how I got to get air in my tires differently during the summer and winter here. He just knows random shit. <laughs> yeah. Te- Texas is different. Texas is different. There's a bunch of shit you got to do different. Where were you before? Uh, Michigan and California. Okay, Michigan where? Uh, just north of Detroit. Okay, not that I would know, but is it like, um, if you compare it to Detroit? It's similar to this right here uh-huh. outside of Detroit. Like size-wise and population-wise? Mm-hmm. Is it like diverse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, it's diverse in the whole scheme of things, but there are neighborhoods. Okay. Like there's a Vietnamese neighborhood. There's a Middle Eastern neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's like the black neighborhood, the white neighborhood. What's the name of the town? I mean, the black neighborhood? That's, that's, no, the, the that's city. Detroit. Middle Eastern neighborhoods, Dearborn. Uh-huh. Highland Park or Madison Heights is the Vietnamese. The white neighborhood, you go like Sterling Heights, which is Anything Heights is going to be Heights, white people, right? Rochester. Yes. Anything with a Chester. Yeah, Chester Heights. Chester. Yeah. <laughs> Springs. Any of that shit, you're going to, or Lake. Yeah. That's where white people are. I, I was born in Lakeville. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we have a we have Lakeway, we have West Lake, we have Lake Travis. Yep, it's all white folks living in the hills. Well, I, I can't. This is the most non-diverse city I've ever lived in. Oh, this is not diverse at all. No, no. Especially coming from California. Yeah, I lived in Koreatown with all the Mexicans. Koreatown with all the Mexicans. Yeah, how does that work? I mean, there's Koreans too, but it's mostly Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> and then Angelino Heights with all the Mexicans. Heights and, with Mexicans? Yeah. Wow. I mean, there were whites, but it's mostly Mexicans. <laughs> and Hollywood. Yeah, so that's everybody. With all the Mexicans. <laughs> I would say the gay Mexicans. Say, yeah, the gay Mexicans. <laughs> so yeah, there's some diversity in Hollywood. I don't. I. You know what? I've been in California once. I was 14, so I've never been to California. I want to go though. I don't think I want to go to Michigan. I hope it falls into the ocean. Really? Because mm-hmm. I moved out of there. Because the whole time I lived there, mm-hmm. every day I was like, this might be my last day on Earth. The earthquake may hit. We'll slide into the ocean. Mm-hmm. I subscribed to that belief. And I always thought that if something horrible went wrong, I'm not getting out of Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Just how it's built. You're not getting out. You're stuck. You're fucked. And it didn't happen. And you're like, fuck when this When I place. moved away... I kind of wanted it to happen because then I could be like, 
yeah, I, got, I saw that shit coming, and I got the <laughs> fuck out of there. Please tell me you have a next girlfriend there. You're like, oh, I wish that bitch would go away, too. More than one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But why do you, is, is that a upgrade then, going to Michigan from California? Oh, no, I went Michigan, California, oh. Austin. Oh, got it. Yeah. Uh, so you're one of them. I'm one of them. I, want, I, I don't give. I don't care. I, yeah. I, I really don't give a fuck. Honestly, it's like, yeah, come on in. Who cares? I'm coming. I came to Austin to make things way worse for the people that were living here. Great. I came here to and bring my left. ideologies and uh, to have them adjust to them. Stand on the corner of Congress and Sixth Street and yell that out loud. See what happens. No, I let them know. Mm. They know. They know. Oh, they know. I kept my California license plate. They know. And, and then just, just start... Just to co- piss them off in traffic. And just start complaining about traffic already. Like, oh, you guys don't know traffic. You are, I know, I know traffic. You guys ain't got shit over here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, you know. I'm already figuring out the traffic here. Like, oh, really? The, the, the I, I got to hear this. The Mopac? Slow pack, as we call it? It's not slow for me, bro. So... Check this out. All right. We're getting... Uh, There's exit ramps. I yeah. probably shouldn't even say this. This is right, gonna, no, Nobody's listening. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens. People are tuned out. Are talking about traffic now? Fuck this shit. I'm moving to Rogan. But you can, yeah, right? Yeah. Exit ramp and on ramps. Oh, yeah. That go... They're connected. Yes. So you can skip all the traffic mm-hmm. and just pass it by. Yeah. On the exit ramp and on ramp. But yeah. lately, I feel like people are catching on to that. I do it all the time. The other day, I was trying to use my exit ramp. Uh-huh. to get home and it was all people trying to get back onto the mopac that had exited it and i was livid i i literally flicked off every car as i was <laughs> rounding the big bed all right now you know folks uh the off-ramp on-ramp technique of uh yeah, don't driving use it it's, it works it's my move it fucking works it fucking works and let me do, catch do you know, doing okay. that shit around it, my neighborhood it, it, here's a question about traffic do you know why I noticed this. It sounds silly. I don't want to sound like a Seinfeld bit, but it, 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 I've been thinking about that because I see it every day when I drive. Say there's two lanes that turn left. Every, every car gets on the leftmost lane, but both lanes turn. Never noticed that? Yeah. And I just, I just get on the, the, the second lane that's turning, and I'm like, you guys are stupid. You're lining up I 20 think, cars. I think it's the, uh, the brain. Because you're in the left side of the car. So you really? want you want to be on the inside. You want to be on that inside because it's easier to trust that you turn in. Like you see the curb. Right. So you know exactly where you have to be. But if you're in that right left hand turn lane, yeah. you're kind of free wheeling. There's no guide besides the cars turning next to you. You've thought about so this. It feels more, <laughs> it feels more dangerous. So I think people, even if they're doing it on purpose or unknowingly, it just is the safer option in their brains. So they get farther left. I never thought of that. I never thought. God damn. Yeah, you've thought about this. I'm like, people are just stupid. I love driving. I was like, people are just dumb. Just slow down and go 40 miles an hour because there's a ramp coming. I'm like, it's a ramp. Just go up the thing. Mm-hmm. Keep going. 50, 60, whatever. Slow down when you turn in. When the 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 overpass kind of you know turns and that's it, but no, I'm about to go on the ramp. Holy shit! What's going to happen next? If you stop at a yield sign in front of me, I will follow you home. <laughs> that is the last time you'll drive. Yo, this, I, look, I think everybody should. There should be an age like every what that they take ten your years away. Yeah, no, that you got to take the test again. Mm-hmm. Take the test again. 
Because some people have no business being on the road anymore. Right. I really, I really believe that. And I'm like, if you're used, to, I don't care. Let's say you're moving from England, you're used to, you know, driving on the right, I mean, on the left, whatever. I get that. But if you've been here, you've had your license since you were 16, and now you're confused by a stop sign or a blinking red light, sorry, you got to go. I can't, I can't take this shit. Yeah, we don't have enough roadside murders. No, not enough. Yeah. We're going to get there. Hopefully. Watch Austin grow. It's going to happen. It's going to become California. You're going to have to leave again. Yeah. That is, well, <laughs> not, next not, up. I'll get priced out. <laughs> yeah, well, Just like shit. I did in Los Angeles. Okay, next up, Florida. Oh, crap. Yeah, right? You ever been? Mm-hmm. I haven't. What? If you lived in Michigan growing up, your uh, winter's vacation uh, was always in Florida. Oh, like uh, as a family, you would just yeah. go to Florida. We would go that was to Orlando. Really? Mm-hmm. Like just go to go Disney, Disney World? Yeah. Animal Kingdom. We went to Disney once on October of 2001. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember 2001. Yeah. But September of 2001. Yeah, I do remember that. There was this big thing that happened. Yeah. That's, and never forget, right? <laughs> my mom thought about canceling the trip, but she wasn't going to get a refund. On uh-huh. the plane tickets or the tickets to Disney. Uh-huh. So we still went. And it was a Halloween at Disney. And because of 9-11, there was no one there. Everyone canceled their travel plans because they were afraid that there was going to be more attacks. Attack, yeah. Yeah. And we, so we, we had costumes planned out that were Disney themed. And then my mom changed them. And we all dressed as the American flag. Way to go, because you could pass for... So I was the stars and the bottom stripes. Nice. And then, like, the folks were all stripes, and my brother was the other stars. And then we had Disney pretty much to ourselves. I remember we hung out with Mike and Solly, like the characters from Monsters, Inc., uh-huh. for like an hour. They, like, walked around <laughs> with us. Hell yeah. Because there was no one else there. And that, I gotta say, uh-huh. it, out of all the things that happened after 9-11, like, we got we, that was the highlight. It's kind of a good perk. Like it's like <laughs> it's kind of like something good that came out of it. Like I got to experience Disney, like a famous kid. Like yeah, like they just shut it down Disney. for you. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I got to get on every ride as many times as I wanted. No line. <laughs> I got to meet all the characters. Fuck yeah! I got man. to like roll dice with Mickey and. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nicky smoke breaks with Goofy, like, yo, man, this is some shit, in it? Yeah, yeah, I know, it's terrible. Al-Qaeda, man, I'm telling you. All right, it's cool. crazy. When when Goofy took his mask off, it was Osama. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what you're hiding? I betrayed it. <laughs> He's just hanging out at Disney with the costume on. No one knew. No one knew the whole time. <laughs> I don't I, I never, I never been to a Disney. Well, take that back. We have Euro Disney in France. Hmm. Yeah, and you which, said you lived in France. Well, yeah, which is like the. For how long? 15 years. 15 years. Yeah, I grew so up. So do you speak French? Oui, je parle français. Oui. You haven't seen any of, my, any of my... Not as much as I should. No, have. I just say no. But I, I, I talk yeah, about no. it. Um, I have a French bit. I oh, learned, really? I learned French for it. Uh, it's a, The character is a French cowboy. Okay. Because it's all, it has to do with the Louisiana Purchase. 1803. And then I, I, don't, I don't believe that France actually sold it because uh-huh. they never owned it. <laughs> No, we French. We it's don't like give a the fuck. dude down the street that sells you the TV he stole. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Eh, this ain't yours, but I'll buy it still. We're playing the flag, and then we're done. And then I just embody a French cowboy, and I learned. I lived with a guy from the Ivory Coast in Los uh, Angeles. Okay, and he lived in France for a while, and he helped me learn a little bit of French. All right. Yeah. So uh, you have to spit your French now. Like, uh, 
Allez, vas-y, dis-moi quelque chose. J'ai un pistolet dans la poche. Avec un gun in my pocket? Yep. Nice. Yep. J'ai un pistolet dans ma poche. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of the bit? Yeah. And then I'd say it like the cowboy would. J'ai un pistolet dans la poche. You know what? That's exactly what we think cowboys sound like. Actually, yeah. that's, that's how growing up, if you wanted to like do a, a bad imp uh, impression of an American, you put on that accent. You put on this accent. Yeah, tu veux parler comme ça. It's like one again or one again. It's like it's like this nasally, <laughs> mm -hmm. over the top, like Grogly. yeah, yeah. It's like you. It's like you're chewing the whole time you're talking. porno do. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say it right? I didn't know what you said. porno do. This life is not for us. Is that what that is? Wait, cette vie est pas pour nous? Ce vin n'est pas pour nous deux. Ce vin? Ce vin n'est pas pour nous deux. Hold on. What do you think you're saying? This town ain't big enough for the two of us. Oh, cette ville. Cette ville. Cette ville. Cette ville. What, what did you say? Cette ville n'est pas pour nous deux. N'est pas assez grande. Oh, grande, I forgot the grande. Yeah, n'est pas assez. Pas cette ville n'est pas assez grande pour nous deux. Cette ce ville n'est pas. Assez. Assez grande pour nous deux. Pour nous deux. You don't have to roll the R. Pour nous deux. Pour nous deux. Pour nous deux. See, I'm used to rolling my R's from Italiano. Yes. So, ah, so, ce vin n'est pas assez grande pour nous deux. Yes. This town ain't big enough for the two of us. So, essentially, just like little phrases that a cowboy would have said. And now I'm learning them in French. You know what I'm saying? Like, my reference to the Texas life. We had a Walker, Texas Ranger in French. Oh, yeah? Chuck Norris spoke French. Well, that's, that's a crazy thing. In in France, y'all embody the Simpsons. Like, Simpsons was on TV all the time. Oh, then. Uh, look, we didn't come up with shit. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We had, we had Le, uh, Le Prince de Bel-Air. <laughs> Say it again. Le Prince. Le, Le Prince. Prince. Le Prince de Bel-Air. Le Prince de Bel-Air. Le Prince de Bel-Air, ouais. I, I try to remember. Oh, that's Slavs, bro. Yeah, uh, that's Slavs. Le Prince. Yeah, that's Slavs, bro. I like how that's Le Prince de Bel Air. And and I, I think the theme song was the exact same in English. Yep. We did yeah. translate it. Yeah, because in in Germany, mm -hmm. when we when it came on the TV, uh -huh. the theme song was in English, and we thought the whole episode was going to be in English. Right. And then it opens up, and Will Smith is walking in the house, going nine nine nine. It's like, ah, oh, it's still in Germany. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> but we had a. I mean, the French didn't really have, like, original TV shows. Not that much. So all the shows that Americans had in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, we had in French. Okay. So we had Saved by the Bell. We had the A-Team. We had Starsky and Hutch. You know, we had... Um, well, then they would just get voice actors. Yeah, just dub. To... Just, just dub. Like, there's one dude. His job was to do Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So he's the Eddie, the French Eddie Murphy voice in every Eddie Murphy movie. Oh shit! That's his. He, he, he never had another gig. That's that's. I don't know what it looks like. I know he's a black guy, but that that was his job. And so they do all these. Um, um, yeah, we had them all. Like, so if I hired you to uh, do my like, if I did something in English uh -huh. and I wanted it to be marketed in France, uh -huh. could I hire you to voice over me? Yeah. In French, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you speaking French for a character <laughs> I played would be my most favorite thing. And if it was your character looking yeah. like you look, yeah, oh yes, and it's like your voice coming out. <laughs> oui, je suis David Saint-Effanti, et puis uh... <laughs> fuck 
Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Somebody get on that shit. Somebody get it. I will voice. No, I will voice your body. No, oh, that sounds that weird. That, that sounds weird. I like that. Because <laughs> there's there's markets all over the world that you can't reach because you can't speak their language. Right. And it's the time now of like, like B- Mr. Beast says he does it now. Mr. Who? Mr. Beast. That young kid who oh, has that I, did, I haven't listened to his thing on Rogan. I don't need, I didn't know I who he was. Is the Rogan interview is he hires people mm-hmm. to do his his voice, voice? in other countries, Italy, France, Germany, wow, Spain. That's an enterprise. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of money to do that. Yeah, well, I, I, he's a beast. I guess biggest, that's all I know. One of the biggest YouTube channels in the world. Really, he's the Rogan of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Bigger than Rogan, I would say. I never heard of him. I would say probably more adults know of Rogan than him. Yeah. But if you cut that like millennial down yeah. age group, more of them know of Mr. Beast. That's why I don't know. I'm not a millennial. Well, I, I mean, people are putting me, lump me in, but because I was born in 82, but no. When does millennial start? Th- there's all kinds of theories. Theories. Yes. It's like if you're born in, I think it's 83 or 84, you're a millennial. Okay. But what does that make your gen X? No, there's they came up with a new term called Xenial, which is like 79 to 83 or something like that. Xenial, yeah, I think that's what I it don't is. like that. You can't just no, I, I did not make it up. Yeah, Xenials, what was it called before that? It's let's see, Xenial are, are micro generation people in the cusp of generation X and millennial. So it's me. It's it's people who remember, who were young. Remember a time before the internet, like who remember analog and VCR and shit like that. They and then the internet you, they happened. Should just call you guys the analog generation. Yeah, but the ones before us were also analog. We'll call them beta. The, the X. <laughs> and then the generation with them will be called I, vinyl. I don't know why they why they came up with that, but it's like, what are the years? Okay. Uh, between 77 and 85. Okay. That's Xenial. Xenial. And then Millennial is after that. And whoever was born in the last 10 years, I don't know what you call them. But millennial, it's the millennial generation from 84 to 2000 is what it should be called like the Pokemon generation. Okay. And Gen Y I, is what they call it. And then I think anyone born after 2000 to 2009 should be the Bin Laden generation. <laughs> And then after that, 2010 to present is the Obama generation. They actually have names. So <laughs> Gen Z is 97 to 2012, and Gen Alpha is 20 early 2010s to 2020s. Mm-mm. I am not calling kids for they're the Alpha generation. Alpha, they can go fuck them. <laughs> Talk about my son, kid. Yeah, yeah well, he's a beta. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beta in my eyes, bro. He never have to know shit. He never had to smack a TV he to get the signal right. He doesn't know. Look, man, you don't know the struggle. He never forgot to shook a YooHoo and then got all that watery up top chocolate. Shook a what? Shook a YooHoo. You know the those, fuck is a YooHoo? One of those drinks we used to have as kids. The chocolate. No, I remember water. I was a kid before you were a kid. What's the what's the you don't remember YooHoo's? No, is it yogurt? No, it's like a chocolate beverage, kind of like chocolate milk, but. Wait, wow, I've no. <laughs> You've never had a YooHoo? No, I wasn't uh, around. Well, this episode has been brought to you by YooHoo. Uh, uh, are they still around? I don't know. I haven't had one since I was a kid. YooHoo. You know, there's some things you grow up from. Yeah, but I mean, bug juice. You ever give bug juice to your kid? 
Bug juice? Bug juice. No. It's this sugary drink that people in the Midwest give their kids so they get diabetes. Oh, you want to give your kid diabetes? Oh, unknowingly. Oh, yeah. of course. Because the kid won't stop screaming unless you give him the bug juice. Oh, okay. This is Yoohoo. Well, in the can. Yoohoo chocolate drink. Struck by sweetness. And they get that ring of sugar around their lips. Oh, man. I swear this country will sell anything. Mm-hmm. I, I swear to God. It's, it's interesting, though. Sorry, we didn't all grow up in France and ca- I, look, macaroons and cappuccino. Hey, look, man, I'll brag any day. <laughs> so I've look, been to Paris twice. We talked okay. about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so amazing. What did you do? A vacation or the first time was for senior year. We uh, went as uh, three friends. Uh huh. We went for our senior trip. How long? Eight days. I want to say that's pretty good. It was like a week. That's pretty good. So how old were you? I turned eighteen. You turned 18 there. I turned 18 on Easter Day outside of Notre Dame. Nice. Fancy. 2009. Now, how did you do Paris? So my friend's mom worked for Delta. Okay. And she got us tickets for like round trip 170 bucks. Okay. And then she used all her Marriott points to get us in a courtyard for free. Mm -hmm. So the trip was like dirt cheap. Yeah. And then she had been to Paris multiple times. So she essentially was our tour guide. We did like Museum d'Orsay, okay, Museum d'Orsay, a bunch of pizza places. Went and saw the Thinker. Mm-hmm. I forget the gardens. Uh, we canceled going to Versailles, which I regret. That's where I grew, I grew up, right outside of Versailles. I regret that. I Versailles wish I is the shit. I wish you I, I would have went, but my friends didn't want to <clears> drive. They, they didn't want to sit on the train. Uh, it's like it's like an hour. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not, not that bad. No, no, it's not even an hour. It's not that bad. Yeah, they didn't want to do it though, so we didn't go. And then the second time I went to Paris was with my ex. She was studying abroad in Nice. Okay. And then did I Did you went. make it all romantic? Did you go to no, I actually, the Lover's uh, Bridge and <laughs> put a she, lock on it? And Yeah, we did that. But we, <laughs> bro, we did all that. But what? it was like we were barely holding on by a thread, the relationship. Oh, this was supposed to like meant things up and kind of like, yeah, we're still going to make this yeah, work kind of yeah. thing. Let's go to the most romantic city in the world to mm-hmm. see if par- the magic would actually work. Yeah. But it didn't. No. Did you break up right after the trip? We broke up in... Okay, so this crazy thing was we did... We went and spent time with my family in Italy, which is a mistake. She was so rude to them. And then we did some time in Mallorca, which is an island. Yeah, island. My, yeah. And uh, Mallorca, we pretty much broke up in Mallorca. We were sitting by the pool, and we were just, like, tired of each other. And we still had to go see my family in Italy. That's how we were ending the trip. And (laughs) we essentially broke up next to this pool in Mallorca Uh and then dated for another six months. But was it, like, a a mutual realization? Like, an epiphany? Yeah, we both were um, just like, this isn't going to work. Kind of like like the most adult relationship I or conversation i had had at that point in my life and then we still continued to stay together like we never had that conversation Uh uh-huh but you didn't so how did you so the first day she left for paris she arrived in paris and called me that night and she asked me if i missed her it's like do you miss me and i had just seen her that morning i drove her to the airport with her parents Uh uh-huh and i was honest i said no I just saw you. Yeah. It's a trick question. she broke down. Really? She broke down. She started crying, 
hung up on me, would call me back, weeping. What does this mean about us? And I remember like talking to my mom. I was like, I don't know what's going on. And my mom was like, just say, just lie and say you miss her. And I was it's like, a, it's, it's a trick question. It's like, I just saw you that morning. It's, you can't, there hasn't you, been enough time to miss you. You can't apply logic, man. <laughs> it just yeah, doesn't but, work. So then we be gone pers- for three weeks. So then I'll miss you, maybe. Every conversation we had the whole six weeks she was gone was just pretty much uh, that's yeah, a drag. effort. Unfounded effort. And I was having a good time without her there. So I was like starting to realize. In, like, where were you? At the- America. Oh, okay. I was, You're done already. I was okay. living life. I was working. I was uh-huh. nothing changed for me except she was now gone. <laughs> you missed the bitch. You're like eh. I did, but also I was just like. But you, you, you had that conversation. Yeah, and it about just, a pool, and she forgot. She's like, no, oh, we maybe. both forgot. We both. <laughs> <laughs> it's the craziest thing too, because when we finally did break up, it was like, whoa, yeah. What did we? Why did we try to make this last any longer than it? How about you get a trip out of it? You well, got that, to go to Paris. That was the most expensive breakup no sh- I've ever had. No shit, but still, like you do, you did all the, all the tourist shit. Mm-hmm. Did you just explore, like get try to get lost? Or? Well, this, going the second <clears throat> time, yeah, we got lost a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's like to actually feel afraid in Paris. Yeah, like nervous. Like when I arrived there, I got to the airport and I had no idea where the fuck I was going. It's big. It was, it's I, good. It's I big. don't usually admit this to people, but there was a point in Charles de Gaulle Airport where I was trying to find the train, and I had asked maybe 10 people uh-huh. for help, and none of them spoke English, where I like walked into a bathroom stall and just cried for a second, because I felt like I wasn't, I, I didn't, I, I felt lost. I felt scared. I didn't know how to get to where they were. Right. I didn't know what to do, and it was just like as a, like an animal, like just like fucking totally out of my element uh-huh so that was the first time in my like adult life where i was like really like oh wow like where you grow up is just catered for you because True. you're it's comfort and i had been pulled completely out of that like looking at a sign and not being able to comprehend the letters on it is yeah. frightening <laughs> so i can't imagine what it's like for immigrants to come to america and then it's just like hey good luck yeah, figure it out. Try try going to Amsterdam, <laughs> one of those Eastern European countries, and you look or like somewhere in Scandinavia and look at a street name, and it has like twenty five letters and only like two vowels. Mm. Try to pronounce it. Like I'm stuck on. I don't know how to pronounce this shit. Yeah, right. It, it's nuts. But like uh, when I go to France, I'm surprised nobody spoke English because when I go to France, I speak well, English. Well, it's, that's the crazy thing is either maybe they just didn't want to help or what. But finally, this old man that was the janitor mm-hmm. was like sweeping and he saw me distressed and he just comes up to me and points at a sign and a train. Doesn't say anything to me, just points. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I got on that train. And I rode it off into the city, got to some bus station. And I was walking down this big corridor and I see my ex and her friend sitting on a bench. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Like yo, I did this thing. So um I left Paris when I I mean I didn't like I said I didn't grow up in Paris right outside, but I started like going to Paris when I was like 12. 
But Paris is huge. You can't really get to, I mean, it takes a lifetime to know Paris, mm-hmm. right? And it's not like there's new construction that much, anything. So, but um, every year when I would go back, after I moved here, my friends would take me to a new neighborhood. Say, hey, back, check this out, check that out. And I had a blast. Um, and I was staying downtown Paris. And what I would do, since I didn't have Wi-Fi on my phone, I would take a picture of the neighborhood I wanted to go to and then take the subway. I know how to ride the subway and then get out. I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going. And I was looking for the movie theater uh, at Leal, which is right dead in the center of, of Paris. And there was some construction going on. And I got out and I asked people in French, hey, je uh, cherche le cinéma. I'm looking for the movie theater where nobody would answer me in French. Because they looked at me like, motherfucker, you're supposed to notice. Because mm. you're bl- there's plenty of black people around. Like, come on, you look like you're from here. You should notice. And then nobody would tell me. Then I see one of those like information booths for tourists. And I go in there and I put on that accent you did earlier. Like, we are, uh, bonjour, je cherche. Uh... Actually, no, I did it in English. I put on my strongest like oh, American, you didn't want to be judged by your yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, hey guys, uh, I'm in town for uh, for uh, for a convention, and I'm looking for the movie theater. Like my, I, and the guy was like, oh yes, of course. So you go downstairs, uh, take a left, da, da, da. and it was in the mall, down the ground mall. I go, I, I saw, I think it was like Lord of the Rings, one of those movies, three hours, whatever get out and I'm looking for my exit in the mall and there's arrows that goes, okay, if you want to get out this way, follow this. And then there's a, there's a subway station right outside. When you get out the mall, I keep walking and walking, walking. All of a sudden there's nobody behind me. And I get, I get to the exit and it's closed off. They closed the mall on me. I'm stuck inside the mall as a black man in Paris and I'm walking around. I'm trying to go back, but it's shut down. Like, I'm literally stuck. So I'm walking around. There's like two escalators. I'm going up and down, trying to find an exit. I find nothing for a solid 30 minutes. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm freaking the fuck out. And I see a door. And I, I go I go in there and up in an alley. And there's a there's a, one of those. Um, it's like a fire truck. But the French fire truck's not as big as the ones here. They're just little trucks, right? And I knock on the window, and the dude start cursing at me in French. So if I try to say, it's like, you motherfucker, what the hell are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. I'm looking for the exit. <laughs> and he goes, oh, just uh, just go open this door and ask over there. I go back in. There's another door I open. I end up, and I kid you not, it's the control center for the entire mall. With all the TVs, the security. I'm talking about there's seven cops in there. And I open the door. And it's, they all turn around, stare at me and go, what the fuck are you doing here in French? And I'm like, I, I'm just looking for the exit, man. I'm trying to get out of here. And they go, oh, uh, just go this way. Take this door on the other side of the room. Go, you see a door, go downstairs. And you end up in the in the subway. If I spoke in French once, yeah, you think they would have? Oh, they would have booked my ass. Really? Fuck yeah! This is France we're talking about. Wow, but the stupid American gets away with it. Yeah, no, the no, the black American, the stupid American would have been fine too. But the black American, because everywhere I went, everywhere I went, I put on this accent. I, I would get into clubs. 
I would go to the bar and ask for a drink. I put on this American. Cause people like, and I was like, I'm from, I, I, where are you from? I'm from Texas, man. And they go, oh, you from Texas? Texas? Oh, yeah, Texas. And I would like, yeah, I, like I know Eddie Murphy. I would just throw stupid names out. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they treated me just fine. But if I spoke in French once, I swear to God, the whole jig really? would have been up. They would have booked me. Now, do you think as a black man in America that because you have an accent that you get treated better than American black people? Do you think that works both ways? Not necessarily. But over there, like the, the there is the the how can I put this? The allure of the the black American. Because you think black American, you don't think the regular black folks over there. You're thinking like Diddy. P. Diddy, you're thinking Kevin Hart, you're thinking like superstars, Will Smith, Will Smith yeah, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. We won't get to that. Um, <laughs> that. That's what you're thinking about. And you're thinking that, oh, they're just cool. Because okay. everything black people do there makes it to France. Okay. Whether it's uh, the, the fashion, the music, I mean, just like here, everything black people do makes it mm-hmm. mainstream in, in America. But over there, they love this shit. So when they see me and I'm speaking and I pass for American with my the strongest accent I can put on everywhere I went, I would go to the club without a girl. And you're supposed to have a girl yeah. with you to get in anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I would say, hey, man, I heard your place was popping. I'm trying to get in. What's up? Oh, sure. This way. This way. Blah, blah, blah. And on my way out, I speak French to him and I just leave. Wow. I swear to God, it worked every time. Damn. I want, I mean, I'm just, this makes me wild. Like thinking like, what accent in America, uh-huh. which foreign accent in America is the most forgiven or appreciated? Oh, they would hate the French. The Americans hate French, so that wouldn't pass at all. They do and they don't. How There's, so? It's definitely split. It's like a... If you say French, you think, think pussy. It's, it's classist. No. I think, I think there is a certain income level in America where they look at French as exquisite... Uh, like refined? Like upper class. Yeah. Refined. Yeah, okay. Perfect word. Yes. Sure. Refined. But, but not a black go, one. <laughs> then you go to like patriots, like lower income Americans, people who are very much don't know history, working hard. Yeah, you know, too busy to know history. Right, they're either working high labor jobs or getting their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. To them, they're still rooted in the idea that France didn't back us in the Iraq War, or a France lot of lost Americans every war. Have not forgotten that there was a part of this country where we changed the name of French fries. Yeah, to Freedom Fries. I, I was fries. there. I remember. Yeah. So, and, and, but French fries are not even French. I a lot of the people who are, I don't want to say ignorant. <laughs> no, they are. You can say that. Uneducated. Sure. Ignorant means you're willfully choosing. I think uneducated is like these dudes just don't have the resources or time to really learn about France because it ain't going to help them keep the roof on. Yeah. Okay. Like shit like that. And now I'm being. You very, have no issues for not, for not knowing these days, though. No excuse. Yeah, I mean, in the new age. Yeah. Like, if you're under 20 and you hate France because of sh- of that war, yeah. or you look at them like pussies, yeah. that's ignorance. Yes. You just heard somebody say, oh, the French never won a war. Yeah. And, and you know, they, they they bow down to... Um, but France is so important. To, Ger- to Germany, and then they were, like, cut in half, and it was this whole... Uh, it blew me away when I went there, and I saw, like, statues of Thomas Jefferson... Yeah. Like, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, that, I was like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa. I was like, we need to slow down. Because I, I had no idea the historical connection from our founding fathers mm-hmm. and the early years of our nation to, without France, America isn't America. 
Didn't the Statue of Liberty was our gift? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our gift, like I, like I made. <laughs> but yeah. See, I think I always thought the Statue of Liberty was a Trojan horse, and inside of it was just a lot of dead Frenchmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's they never got out. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, it in the water. <laughs> you know what? When, when you study when you study European history, you realize how connected. Even just uh, British mm-hmm. uh, history and I still French think history, we are not disconnected from Britain enough. Enough. Like I still think that the whole King George, the whole mm-hmm. hierarchy. I, I still think there's like puppeteering happening. Oh, probably from the royal family in England. Probably to America. Did you see that that trip that uh? Uh, what's her name? Cape Middleton and what a prince, whatever they went to. They went to the Caribbeans. Mm. They basically went to Jamaica, and basically to all the old, uh, you know, British colonies, just to like to re- reassure them that England was still there. And they were like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And the, the president of uh, Jamaica was like, uh, "We are a sovereign nation." Like before they even sat down, they're like, "Yeah." We do our own thing now. Like, what the fuck you doing here? Right. And it was so badly received. Good. Because the last time a prince and princess stepped on those islands, a lot of people got enslaved and a lot of crops got stolen. Oh, yeah. But they got to it's dance the with crap. the bongos. Yeah. They got to listen oh, to reggae. Course. They got to do all this shit. Like, nah, man, this is not no, this is not working at all. Nope. Yeah, I get with the program here. Nobody needs your ass. Seriously. But, you know, they're trying to maintain that as, as long as they can. And they're gonna hold on to it it's like, until the queen I think goes when away. She's done. It's yeah. done. Yeah, I mean, I the, the, the kids are not gonna do anything. No, Prince was it? Prince Charles is next. Who's the one that was married to Princess Diana? Charles. Charles. Yeah, he ain't doing no shit. No way, he's leading shit. Yeah, and, and the kids are like one of them is got chastised. <laughs> I hope a war breaks out because of her death. Really, between who? Ireland, England, and Germany. Why Germany? I think Germany wants England. I, 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 put think, on geopolitical I, I think German has just been quietly sitting back, just going, that island will be Oz. <laughs> I want to say the Ireland thing really pan out, though. That would be interesting to watch. We're going to get a lot of Irish-German inbreeding <laughs> happening. And watch it all going to come here and move to Texas. All right, let's talk about the, the Chris Rock thing, because it's like... Yeah, a little t- I mean, it's hot. It's... No, it's but hot, look, by the time hot. this comes out, nobody will care. Yeah, when when will this be out? Uh, I think next week. Okay. No, another week after. I, I could release two. I don't care. It's but, your call. But it I doesn't just, matter. Uh, we can still talk about it. Yeah. So, so go ahead. I mean, you want to start? I mean, who's who? Who who do you agree with? Who do you think is the? I think there's no one really to agree with. No, no, no. I, do I, you I, think Chris Rock's joke? No. Was what? worth. Like was it was it right? What how Will was responded to it? No, I think Will fucked up. Yeah, right. I think hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because here's the thing about Will Smith, and he said it in his book, which I haven't read, but people have read it for me and told me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he's been playing a character his entire life, the Will Smith character from uh, Fresh Prince when he rapped to the French person of Bel-Air, and then all the movies, he was like the, the safe black guy, right? Like, he's no, he's no Denzel, he's no Sam Jackson, you know, but he's like the, the nice, everybody loves Will Smith kind of thing, right? Up until his private life, marriage, and relationship with his kids got public. 
right? There was the entanglement episode, and then Jaden started wearing dresses, and then Willow put out a song. It was like a whole now, yeah, you married to Jada Pinkett Smith, great, but now you're shit public. So he he went on this journey to find himself and went all over the world. I think it was on it's on YouTube somewhere. Um because there was like a lot of men, he's like, oh, now I can be myself and be vulnerable. And that's how he, you know, he cries a lot and he gets into these emotional tantrums or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was just a moment of that, that there's a bigger thing at play here. But if you see, if you watch carefully, he told the joke, he laughed. His wife didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, at the end of the day, I think Will saw Jada. Yeah. Jada was like, do something about he it. He was going to have a fight when he got home. Yep. And then all of that, just the fights he's had with her for the last decades, yeah, all boiled up into like you know. Do you ever have ever been in a relationship where a friend says something stupid at a dinner party, mm-hmm. and then you get in a fight with your wife or girlfriend after the party's over? That's what it was. Is, yeah. And Will, instead of just being like, "All right, I'm gonna bite bite my tongue and have this fight later." Instead of just that, he fucking was like, uh-uh, I ain't going to have another fight with this bitch. And then walked up there. And oh, it's gonna, the shit uh, it probably happened because here's what this does. Well, one, people buy Chris Rock tickets. Great. Happy for him. There was like a, everybody wanted to, he's on tour right now. He has a special I was looking up. to go see him in uh, Denver. Yeah. He's not doing any Texas dates. No, he's doing an Australian tour and then he's touring with uh, Kevin Hart, mm. I think, coming up in the summer or something. Okay. Um, June 27th, I think it is. He's doing Denver, Colorado. You going to fly there? To, to see I'm going to drive up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that... That's, I think so. I mean, I kind of want to... You ever seen him live? I haven't. Yeah, this is one of those I haven't seen yet either. He came to the comedy store once, but I couldn't get into the belly room. It was oh. packed. I, I bet. The fucking rock yeah. is there. So, one, great for him. Two... Fuck whoever else won that night, because all people are talking about is that slap. That's the thing: is there's so many people who deserve to be light shown on them. Yeah, I think for the number one person who got their moment taken from them was Questlove. Yeah, because that was Questlove's re- award. Yeah, and that was a beautiful. That's a beautiful movie. Yes, I, great. I loved it. Yeah, and all that. So, and he handled it as well as he could. I do love that P Diddy came out there afterwards and tried to like. Yo, we're gonna shake hands at the after party. He had to, but that's like that for me was the best response to it. Is that here is a leader in the black community that essentially said to Chris and Will, like, "Yo, y'all gonna squash this beef?" Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he, he had to. He sees it for the truth it is, and it's just petty bullshit. Look, did he change his name to Love? So I think officially he did. <laughs> yeah, he changed it again. What is it, Love Diddy? No, just Love. It's just Love. Just Love. <laughs> I didn't know that. Just oh, Love. Wow. Yeah, he can. He's changed his name so many times. Yeah, I like Puff Daddy. I'll go back to Puff. Puff the is Puffy. Best. He's Puffy. Puffy to me. Yeah. Puffy. Yeah, yeah, Puffy was great. Yeah, but uh, P Diddy had a good role to it. Yeah, but I like Puffy. Puffy was dope. Puffy. Puffy yeah. was dope. But it, see, that's the thing. Like it, it basically robbed everybody's moment. And then Encanto. I, have you seen Encanto yeah, with your kid? Have yeah, you watched it. With yeah, them? yeah, yeah, I did. I think Encanto is one of the best musicals and animations made in the last couple decades. I agree. It's because it's about family. Yeah, the whole family. Yes, not one singular person in a family. It's about family, community. I really liked it. And then that is just, and then it's also a whole different worldly perspective. 
of a continent we're connected to. Yeah, which hasn't been really shown put on, on at, at all. And yeah. they had they had a chance to be the light shown on them. Yep. They got to sing that the the Bruno song and then they won the award and won best animation. And I think if this didn't happen, they would be getting a lot of light shown on them and be like, How amazing are these Latin singers and actresses and actors who I thought they shone the brightest during the Oscars up until that point. Mm-hmm. And then, so for, in my eyes, Will Smith is extremely selfish in the sense that he made that night all about him. And his wife. It's yeah. like, bro, you were still going to win. Yeah. And you would have had your moment, but then you made it all about you. Yeah, but but he knew. Don't, don't they just sit him up front if they're going to win so they don't take 20 minutes to get down? Mm-hmm. So he knew. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's how they set it, set it up, yeah, right? Anyone who's nominated for best actor or actress are in the front rows. But they don't know ahead of time who's going to win? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the, I think that a lot of people thought Denzel was going to win again. I thought so too. But uh, yeah. I haven't seen Macbeth, but I, I I was hoping for Denzel, like Denzel over Will Smith, Will Smith a whole any day to win though. Yeah, he, he went on a world I'll say tour this, to though, find bro, himself. That moment, that moment, right after he slaps him, he goes back to his seat. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, and then Chris Rock goes the best night. It's like the greatest night in TV history. There was a moment there. If you're a no-name actor or uh-huh. director, like in the silence of the theater, I think I would have said something. I think I would have shouted that, out to that, add to it. That would have been the moment. Take the moment. That's your Who's moment. That? So there's no-name actors in there. Like if you're a no-name actor that you're like, I'm getting cut from all the movies I'm in. I'm not getting opportunities to get casted. Like if you're sitting there in that theater in that awkward silence, I would have just sat back and been like, yo, Will, you a bitch. No, actually, just shout that out. Because then now you're in the mix of the press that's already been created by this egocentric, manic episode by Will Smith. I agree. So that would have been a moment. Just, but see, can, this is like, what... who's an actor that's fading away? Dylan McDermott or something. <laughs> Someone no one knows. Be like, Yo, Will, you a bitch. <laughs> Do a fucking racist voice with it, too. Yo, Will, you a bitch. And now everyone's like, who the fuck what is, is that? that? From the balcony? <laughs> yeah. <God> damn. <laughs> You didn't walk the red carpet, did you? Who the fuck is this? Yeah, who's the... You're wearing jeans. Who the fuck is this? That's the key grip from fucking Coda. <laughs> the key grip from Coda is just like, yo, I'm acting like fools. <laughs> Watch and get all the bookings next. Like, yeah, yeah got to talk about him. Instagram. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, it's, <laughs> I just it... rode the coattails of his bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's the game, though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the game. No one jumped on it in there. Uh... No one. You didn't hear Jonah Hill. Say something like you didn't shout out. He doesn't need it, but, but can, anyone who needed it could have said something. <laughs> Mo was annoying though. The, the the annoying part for me was, well, one, it was obvious that that was going to be the moment, right? And then you just go online and then you watch the jokes. Mm-hmm. I fucking I did you did I you contribute Twitter in months? Did you contribute? And I put like ten tweets out that night. Really? Mm-hmm. That nobody else because I, I I kept seeing the same shit over and over and I got, over again. I tried to be as unique as possible. All right, can I you read something? Do you want it, me to read? No, 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 no. Before before you do, okay. if you have in there, I got in one little fight. And my mom got scared. I didn't. Okay, good. But my I was with Tony Casillas. He he, he tweeted that he did it like one of the first people to do it. Oh, he because uh, we looked at everyone else who did it. And yeah, his timeline was the first. And he got shared properly by people. All right, like good, over good. A good for Tony. Yeah. Good for Tony. But that one's such an easy joke. You just had to be the first one to get to it. And everybody hits Chris was the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was the uh, the Batman Robin slap. 
yeah. the meme from that. And then from there, it, it turned into Dallas Cowboys making memes out of it, right? Yeah. But as far as like written jokes, yeah, that one was the first one. What would you get? Let's see. My first one. Let's see. Okay. Nobody saw it because you haven't tweeted it in so long. <laughs> right. Exactly. I got <laughs> Oh, uh, my first one I tweeted because, oh, yeah, was uh, Will Smith should get the Oscar for playing Janet Jackson's nipple. Okay. Because I was like, it's, yeah, it's the more, I, it the felt thing. like that level to me. Yeah, like nobody like, knew who played that year. talking about it. Yeah, nobody knew who played that year. Uh, yeah, who the fuck played that I, I don't know. There's just the nipple. I think Jake Tellholm lost with the Panthers that I year. I don't fucking know. It's just a double uh, leg and a nipple. That's all Oh, and then right after the speech about how he was protecting everyone, uh-huh. I, I tweeted, where was Will Smith when Chris Rock needed someone to protect him from Will Smith? Okay. Uh, and then Mel Gibson looks stable right now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Then this one, I did a little meme. Me in the nineties slap my TV. I, I think I seen that one. Maybe that was you. That was from. Maybe that was from you. I put it on Instagram. So you probably yeah, that's probably where I saw it. Because I had a shitty TV growing up. I used to have to smack to get the TV signal to work. <laughs> You'd have to smack the side of it. Oh yeah, and the picture would get. You sound. You sound like a Xenio. An old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this one I did. Paper beats rock. Because <laughs> he had an open hand. I want to know who the guy who took that shot is. Right. Jada Be- uh, Jada Pickett better make G.I. Jane movie now. I'd see that shit at midnight. Mm-hmm. Most of these got uh, one to no likes. One to no likes? <laughs> That's just Twitter. And then put I just on. have two more, I think. I did. I did three more. Will Smith laughed at the joke. Jada, oh, we talked about this earlier. Will Smith laughed at the joke. Mm-hmm. Jada gave him a look. Will realize the fight he'd have when he got home and took all that shit out on Chris's left cheek. I had one, but I didn't tweet it. I didn't post it either. It's like, uh, you never seen a fish slap a zebra. And then I saw that meme. Oh, there was a meme for it? I saw the meme from, uh, what's like, it called? Shark Tale and Shark Madagascar? Shark slapping the zebra. Yeah. Oh, there I didn't see that. Yep. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. It was like, yeah, so Oscar just sla- slapped yeah. Marty. That was good. <laughs> you never see a fish slap a zebra before? Alec Baldwin, now the second worst thing that's happened in Hollywood this year. Uh, <laughs> but oh, right, go ahead. Go on, this is my last one. Okay, go ahead. Will Smith was upset. The release date for GI Jane was pushed back to August. <laughs> Why August? Because the rapper who fucked his wife's name is August. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Okay, good. That t- was a little that, deep. Okay, that's like a no, yeah, thing. yeah. But I didn't know the guy. We had intent on was. was. That was done. And you got zero to one. Yeah, zero to one. I think uh, the one with uh, Alec Baldwin got uh, two. Oh, yes. Yeah. The last one was the best to me. But eh, whatever. It's Comedy. an attempt. It's an it's an attempt. But I saw a lot of comics go on the oh, so now it's okay to slap comedians for a bad joke. Mm-hmm. And it's it's. It, I really it, hope that's not the case. No, I hope because I say some shit, bro. Yes. I'm like, I definitely deserve to be slapped for. Yeah, but that, if I was saying it to someone in a real way. I, I wonder who's gonna be that first guy who's gonna well, I, do it. I know comics who have been No, but after this moment. After this one, yeah. After this moment, like because this first of all, there's an investigation going on. I don't know why. But the the academy is like, we're gonna look into this. There might be some consequences. I mean, you you can't you can fault the man. You can't fault the guy for reacting the way he did in that moment. 
yeah, he's Will Smith. He would have been anybody else. People were like, what, like, what the fuck? Right? But he's Will fucking Smith. I think next year, the only solution is to just do Oscars so white. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Just only like, invite oh, white we try, people. We try, we try to be uh, Oscars <laughs> so white for so long. We get, bring some niggas and look at what they do. I said it. I, <laughs> I just got to say, I'm happy for once it's not white people acting up. Yeah, well. Because it's always just always white people acting up. No, it's us. Oh, no. What? At, at, famous at ceremony, black people ha- keep their shit together. Kanye West said, jumped on the on the. On Kanye though is not. I don't even look at Kanye like he's black. Kanye, <laughs> Kanye is like a fallen angel that just don't give a fuck about nothing. <laughs> fallen angel, like and yeah, I, I wish. I hope he never hears that because he, no, he won't fucking love that. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> of course not. It's what me. if he does? <laughs> he hits us up. He's like, yo, I respect that shit you guys said about me. <laughs> but I always, I always gave, I always didn't understand the way. America looked at famous black families because if you look at the destabilization of like wealthy white families, their uh-huh. kids are always so fucked up. That's true. But if you look at black families, their kids always step up to the plate. And I think it's because it's instilled in them what's against them. So right. they know what, like, how to act. And I hate to say how to act. No, that's fine. But because that's not true. It's like you're having to be forced to act a certain way to conform to society. Right. But I always respected what Jaden and Willow were doing. With their kids? Mm-hmm. Yes. I always respected it. I was like, they were putting out songs, fashion, they were standing up for things, and I was like, these are kids that were raised with everything, and they're not bullshit. No. They're real. So I always You're right about it. that. But You're then right. you look at, like, David Hasselhoff's drunk shit, Mel Gibson's drunk shit. It was always white people acting up in really stupid ways. And their kids and fucked they up. And they were getting... Robert Downey Jr., to the point where we as a community or Hollywood, not a community, uh-huh. had to forgive them. That you rarely see that with like big name black actors, actresses, and directors. That, that is true. They're reliable, responsible, and this is like, for in terms of the film industry, this is one of the first times I in my lifetime I've seen a black person mm-hmm. put in the spotlight as if they're the problem. A black on black type thing. Like live on TV, yeah. Like it, like Kanye took the mic from uh, Taylor, Swift. Taylor Swift, but that wasn't violent. It wasn't aggressive. Oh, you mean as so in terms of violence? What frustrates me is this just matches the dialogue of racist white people. Like, of course, this is how they act when it's like this is like one of the first times ever, right? In terms, history, <laughs> and it's almost like acting is now becoming like gangster rap was in the eighties and nineties, where it's like if Will <laughs> if Will Smith and Chris Rock had a true beef. Mm-hmm. They both could be dead like Tupac and Biggie in the next ten years. <laughs> well, but I think actors are too much of bitches to actually fall through with it. No, because they, 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 there's way too much connection. Well, not just that is that there's way when you live in the. In, I mean, you lived in California, but the industry is such that if you do stupid shit like that, word gets around quickly, and that fucks that can fuck up your career. Mm-hmm. So you don't want that, that to happen at all. So you're you stay, or you're a you prominent your leader lane. of your community like Nipsey was, and you get got for no fucking reason. Yes, but there's gonna be some knuckleheads out there who do stupid shit. I always yeah. want to fuck it up for everybody. Everyone. But I it what what I don't like is if let's say what ceremony was it when they stopped having comedians for a minute after mm-hmm. Ricky Gervais did it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, no more comedians. It was hosted by some lame. 
Or it wasn't there, yeah, was, there was no host even. Yeah. Was it even, the Oscars or the Grammys? One I of, remember the Oscars went away from it for a while. I think that's what it was. They had like Anne Hathaway and James Franco. Yeah, so yeah, that's what it was. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. So like they know they need comedians, mm-hmm. right? And they have I mean, they write, they go practice this, they go, you know, and to make sure that it fits. The joke itself was not offensive. I don't think it was. But then you go back to, remember that joke Chris Rock made about Jada in 2016? Mm-hmm. About uh, Jada boycotted the um, the Oscars and is and Chris Rock said, Jada boycotting the Oscars like me boycotting somebody's pussy. Yeah, it was someone's I was parents. not invited. Yeah, it wasn't Something like that. Yeah, which is a great joke, right? Rihanna's. So, yeah, Rihanna's, Rihanna's pussy. pussy. That's right, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> can you imagine the right, yo, you know Chris Rock is hosting, man. You better do, if you say some shit, I'm going to be there. You better you better do something. But also, Jada, laugh it off. Laugh it off. No, she fucked it up for everybody. There are worse things. Ain't it like a black woman? To just, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just just trying it. to have a nice family barbecue. Yeah. And, no, okay. Tell me how to fuck it over everybody. God damn it. No, that's right. That's fucked up. <laughs> but she could have just laughed it off. Yeah. She could have. That's a power we have. Like, there's, like, I'm sensitive. Uh-huh. Like, well, I'll call back to the beginning of the podcast. I'm sensitive about how I look. Oh. We talked about how I look like a pear. <laughs> but it's like, yo, that's just how I look. You're not taking anything from my livelihood by saying that. Exactly. So it's like, get the fuck over it. It should be an honor to be to be roasted if you call out a roast by Chris Rock. It used to be the most sincerest form of flattery. Talk shit? Yeah. They're you're 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 in their head. Uh-huh. They're talking shit, but you're living in their thoughts and in their voice. Like no matter even they're saying something yeah. negative about you, you're existing in that moment. It's like, it's up to you to how you receive it. And some people are so fucking sensitive. But you can't tell them how to react. That's the fucked up part. You can't say, here's the That's thing. That's true. You, you can't be you, like, hey, take it. Yeah, like, take come it. on, really. But but here's the thing. There, but there is, but hold on, the, the flip side of that is there's a unwritten social agreement, if you will, that, yo, this is a com. Chris Rock right here. He's gonna say some shit, mm-hmm. right? Be prepared for that. The proper way, I think. And again, I'm not saying he should have done it. I, I think should have done it this way, but I'm no Will Smith. I don't have fucked up shit in my head like he does. But the proper way would be like eat it up. And he's done comedy. Will Smith mm-hmm. actually tried stand up. It's, it's it's documented. He has. He's producing a stand up. Yeah. Show right he, now. Yeah. He's for doing stand up comedian. Yeah. Like Sean Patton's on it. Yes. Like, exactly. Like, so he knows what he, he knows the deal. He knows mm-hmm. how the game works. But that's how fragile his marriage is. That's how fragile his ego is. Mm-hmm. And then she the, the, he needs to divorce her. Like yo, for real. The best case scenario out of this, Will needs to just straight up divorce Jada. Can't. He needs to. Too much writing on it. He needs to get the fuck out of that relationship. And turn into a Kanye? No. Bro, I could, yo, straight up, I could see Will Smith divorcing Jada and then getting a sex change. Shit. That's how fucked up this country is right now and how fucked up he is. Well, he he straight just... up looks like Bruce Jenner in that last season of the Kardashians <laughs> where they were talking to him about how he should control his wealth. It looks like he's a man at the edge of just whoever he is and he about to change it all. You know, he could have just walked, waited out 
laugh, whatever, and then go backstage, go to Chris Rock and go, hey, man, that shit was fucked up. And then I'm sorry. Look, this is a comedy show. My bad. I'll go apologize to Jada, blah, blah, blah. And be done with it. Mm-hmm. But making it public is, I don't know what it is about black folks. Everything got to be public. It, when, when, there's a, when there's an outburst of some kind, everybody got to know about it. Mm. I mean, it's not just black folks, but it's mostly, I would say. So if there's if there's beef going on, like I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with Slaughterhouse? So Slaughterhouse was a, uh, a hip hop group uh, in 2000s, uh, came from, signed by uh, Eminem. Don't came out on their name. So it's Royce to 5'9", Joe Budden, uh, Joel Ortiz, and uh, Crooked Eye. Dope MCs. So they formed a group called Slaughterhouse, dropped one album, okay? Then it kind of, you know, they broke off somehow. Joe Budden went and started his old podcast thing, and now he's a podcast mogul, whatever. Some of them still put out records, but they're not working together anymore. And then they had they uh, two of them that kept rapping put out an album together without the other two saying... Yeah, we're going to keep Slaughterhouse because we're part of the story. We're going to put out an album called The Rise and Fall of Sla- Slaughterhouse. And we're going to tell our side of the story, but it, it, is an, it is an album. And next thing you know, they all get on Instagram Live and start beefing with each other on Instagram Live. And you're like, why do you have to do that? Why did you feel the need to get on Instagram Live in front of thousands of people? Because everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows who Joe Budden is. If you're in the podcast world, you know was what your it buddies. real or did it feel scripted? No, it was, no, it was real. It was real. It was okay. real. I, I feel like sometimes there, people beef in the rap No, 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 no. no this, this was real because, one, there's, of course, there's money involved. There's IP involved. And they were just, it's a lot of, like, semantics type shit. And it got to a point where uh, Joel was like, yo. And every sentence would end with, yo, my brother, my brother, blah, 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 my brother, yo, my man, my man, blah, blah. And then... At one point, he goes, yo, if you want to support me, like, listen to the album. And Joe go, Joe Budden goes, well, suck my dick. Like, oh, really? It's like that. Then fuck you then. Suck my dick. And then it just hung up. But I'm like, that's a phone call. Mm-hmm. That's a meeting. Like, you don't have to put it in front of everybody. Yeah. But there's, there's such a need for everybody to, like, air out their laundry in public now on social media just for I think the views, weak. the likes. It sucks. Yeah. You're an adult. I mean, if you're if you're 16, I get it. And even I don't really, but okay, you're doing it for the clout. I used to be so passive aggressive with that shit. Uh, I would put tweet outs and stuff referring to a girl that was like toying me along and shit. Really? And they would know. Yeah, they'd call me out on it. They'd be like, is that tweet about me? <laughs> so now I just straight up say their name. Well, no, I'll just mm-hmm. say it. Like, if I have issue with someone, I'll squash it in person. Right. That, because that's, it's, that's just, the, it's, that's it's also the fastest solution. Exactly. You find, like, because you also have to be able to concede. Mm-hmm. Like, I had an issue with a comic recently, and he, like, he kept calling me Hollywood. Because I names? wasn't treating him. You can tell me off air. Yeah. I wasn't treating him with the respect he thought he deserved. Deserve what? And, like, I, I told him my piece. I heard his. And then you... You bend. You go, okay, well, where do we go from here? Right. Are we cool? Because we're coworkers. 
Oh shit! Like you know what I mean? We're coworkers. Oh okay, as in we're okay, okay. Like as in we're like yeah, we yeah, work we're in the same together. industry. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, got it. So it's like if I see you booking a show or promoting a show that is going to hurt our scene, mm-hmm. it hurts. It hurts our ability to make money in the future. Right. Because if someone sees a shitty show, they might not want to see another comedy show for a year, maybe ever. Right. Because you sold them a bad product. Mm-hmm. And I let people know. I'm like, yo, you doing us wrong as a community by booking that person. Like, I'll say oh. it. I'll be like, they're not ready yet. And you're giving them stage time and it hurts all of us. Shit. I'm not saying I deserve that booking. Uh-huh. But you could have found someone else. And it's like you just want to get your friend up. I get it. But yo, this ain't a this ain't an industry to just get all your friends up. Sometimes no. you have to be realistic. Like I have one of my closest friends out here. I've never booked him. Because he just ain't ready yet. He's not ready to be. No, no I mean that makes sense. That, that, look, I, I I applaud I applaud that. And it, it's it's maybe going to hurt me in the long run because you gotta have a community. But I look at it like the whole industry of comedy. Like when I produce a show and build a lineup, it's it's for all of us. Mm-hmm. So it's so I had a beef with this dude. And you squash it? How'd you squash we it? We squashed it and we're good. But it's just like, yo, you gotta hear them out and you gotta say your piece, and then y'all have to find Okay, well yeah, where to go from here. Yeah. Yeah. You have to find that middle piece. But to do it online, to have that conversation public, uh-huh. Detrimental because now you have all these other voices getting involved that don't know who the fuck you are or who they are Mm -hmm. or the like the underlying blueprint to why it got here. And it's not just it's the noise around it that well one that amplifies the 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 issue. Mm -hmm. Even though yeah, it's a simple hey, what's up? Chris Rock has been silent, right? Chris Rock hasn't come out and said shit. No, he said he's not going to press charges. That's all he said. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he said anything else. But I think that's the the absolute right move. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's look, he's, just he's getting address, ticket sales out of it. Address it on tour. Yeah. Make people pay. And he's going to make a bid out of it. Mm-hmm. I hope he does. I think the whole special should be about it. <laughs> I think whatever he had planned for the hour. I got hour, bitch slapped by the Fresh Prince. Yeah. The talk, about how, my... talk about how it's like to have the whole world talking about how you either deserve to be slapped or how what you said wasn't worth being slapped. Oh, man. Because there are a lot of people out there that think he came after a black woman with a disease, and they think it was justified that he got hit. Yeah, I've seen that it's argument. It's a large community. I've, 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 seen, I've seen that argument. I see more black people siding with Will Smith than with Chris. Really? Just on social media. Now, that is a certain demographic. It's not all black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there are black people that are obviously like, yo, Will overreacted. I Take see- a joke. I saw because uh, I think out uh, of every community in America, black people take jokes the best. Yeah, because we live on jokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it gets to a point that um, telling jokes and being funny is a survival mechanism. Yeah, it really is in the black community. It is, and and I think it's. And if I were to compare, I mean, I'm, I'm African, but we're. I think African Americans have that way more than Africans because African-Americans actually not Africans are more like, there's always a sense of, of respect when you're talking to somebody, you don't like, if you talk to somebody wrong and joke or no joke, you can get your ass whooped like seriously. Right. Um, and it's not like there's a, 
there's not this uh, oh there's there's white oppressor or whatever you're among amongst Africans like there's no oh the the white man blah, blah blah the white man is not even there right so you you're just you're just talking shit is not something you do as Africans because there's such you there's such such a reverence when you talk to somebody that you just don't go there but African Americans that's how they talk I mean you go to a barber shop. That's all it is, mm-hmm. right? You you listen. That there is a certain uh, cadence and a certain voice that Black African American comics have that African comics don't. It's the over the top. It's very physical. It's very um, it's loud. Uh, it could be. It's not about what they say. It's about how they say it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But African comics don't have that as much. Yeah, because yeah, and I, I've never really like looked closely under the lens. But yeah, I agree with you. It, it's it's uh, but that's like just giving nicknames. Mm-hmm. Africans don't give nicknames to each other. No, African Americans do all the time. To be fair, all all the African comics I know, all of your names already sound like nicknames. That's true. Look, I'm back. <laughs> so you just name you just name your kids right. Yeah, exactly. There's gonna be some funky you ass name. Brand your children, fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Do you know who Julian uh, Shakuna is? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, he's a comic in L.A. He's from Africa, and he's where is he from? Like, is it French speaking country or Bantu? What would Bantu be from? Bantu boy is his podcast. Bantu is a is a region is in Africa. Uh, yeah, I have to Google it now. Don't worry about dumb. that. No, 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 we don't sorry. have to get sidetracked on that. No, no, but no, no, he that. is an African comic, and that was my like comparatively to the L.A. black comics. Uh-huh. He was very, uh, yeah. There was none of that just, boisterous painting of the words and sounds with volume. Yeah. Yep, no talking shit. We, we don't do very, that. No. And it, you know what's funny is that, like, when people see me on stage, they expect that. Mm. They expect me to be the oh, dumb bitches, blah blah blah, and black people, white people type. I'm like, eh, I don't. I'm African. I don't. Yeah. I don't do that kind of shit. But you know, whatever. Just gotta get up and power through, I guess. Uh, let's see. Hold well, on. yeah. When I get up there, there they see a big Italian guy. I don't know. You could pass a Middle Eastern too. Yeah, it's the new haircut. I got uh, Middle Eastern yesterday. Yeah, I mean the chain, <laughs> the shirt. You can pass for that. See, and it's weird. Look, like I feel like I look like the villain in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very a sense. I'm a sensitive, soft guy. And you have a cat, like two a cat. fluffy cat. You have two a cats. fluffy cat. Oh, you do. I have two cats. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> the villain with the cat, with the very mm-hmm. fluffy cat. Like yeah. I, have a, I have a bit of. We need to take care of him. Well, how the, the cat is actually the leader of the mob. <laughs> but okay, my my reference to evil cats is remember remember Inspector Gadget. The Maybe that, is that before movie. your time? The cartoon or the movie? The cartoon, Doctor Claw. Yeah, he had he had the cat. Yeah, like always, like next time, Gadget. That's right. Yeah, that was my shit. Anyway, this is sidetrack. Anyway, uh, you have a so we we do this thing at the end of the podcast called dope shit. Okay, where uh, you plug something you think is dope could be a show, a YouTube channel, a book, a that's movie not that's not connected me. to you. Yes, okay. it can't be about you. Okay, you think of something? I can go first. Yeah, you go. Uh, let me. Uh, 
Let me think for a sec. Who, who so, I think deserves a plug. Uh, so this is there's a, a French show on Netflix called Stand Ups. It's about uh, the stand up world in France. It's actually interesting. I mean, I watched it in French, of course, but uh, I was I was curious about how the scene, the French scene, is different from here, as far as like you know, open mics and you know, you got to get you know butts and seats, and there's people who come in and watch you and then book you and all. I didn't know why. At all, I was in France. Um, but it's interesting because they take the archetype of there's the the black woman, and they're all immigrants, by the way. None of them is white. They're all immigrants. So it's very diverse. There's a Chinese guy, an Arab guy, and a black and a black girl. Um, and one of them Sounds is- Sounds like my family. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. My grandmother was married twice. Asian? Once to a Chinese man, uh-huh. and then to my grandfather. So I have half Chinese cousins, uh-huh. Chinese uncles. Then my dad remarried to a black woman, so I have a half black sister. Hell and yeah! I have stepbrothers that are black. Are they here? No, they're all back in Michigan. Oh, okay. Tell them to come here, bring some diversity most, to this most, fucking city. The, uh, most of them have passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Street uh, violence, bro. Yeah. Shit sucks. Um, but yeah, love so your neighbors. There's fuck the dudes. Fuck guns. Fuck money. <laughs> love your community. Yes. Um, so there's the dude who got guess in his own way, the comic who gets in his own way because he's a drug addict. He's a he feels like he's a has been. He hasn't been on stage in years, but he has like that one special that he had a long time ago that everybody loves. But he's just washed up now. There's the the comedy student, like he's the kid who lives with his dad. His dad's broke, so he supports his dad, but he loves the game and uh, he has to make money. So his dad's like, you got to find a job. And he's like, yeah, but I love comedy. I can't take that job because I'll be at night. But yet he always listens to his own sets, and then he just, like, take notes everywhere he goes. Then there's the black girl who's married who's married with a kid and who makes jokes. Part of, part of her bits are about her husband. And then it's about their relationship, how he takes. He's like, yeah, why are you telling people about you putting a finger in my ass type, type of shit? So it's very interesting. Watch a dub if you want, uh, or watching the French subtitle if you want to learn some French. But I thought it was interesting, and all that under uh, the French, I would say, umbrella because they're all immigrants, right? So they're dealing with all the other because French or French is racist. I'll just say it. So it's under all of that. Put that in context, and it's in Paris and everything. I only watched one episode. I was like, holy shit, this is dope. So it's called Stand Ups. On Netflix, you can watch it, borrow someone else's account, and watch it. It's actually pretty cool. So that's my dope shit. That's dope. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. That sounds cool. Do you have one? Um, wow, this is... Uh, What's so your favorite Pornhub category? <laughs> my favorite Pornhub <laughs> category? I don't know. It's something dope. Uh, racist. Interracial racist. Where a white chick's blindfolded, and then this, she takes this the blindfold the, out, and it's a black guy, and she freaks. She's like, no! They put that nigga dick in me, that kind of shit. No, uh, I have seen that porn before. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't so I like. stop laughing. It was I the funniest it was shit ever. I was like, "What? In what world?" Uh, hmm. Let me let me shout out. Wow, this is big. This is big. Guy, I'm getting. I'm going to give someone free press. And nobody listens. I don't know why you care. <laughs> really? You don't get. Li- <laughs> no, I do. I do. But I, it's just some some like a, a book or a movie you watched recently that you liked. Like, yeah, you got to check this out. YouTube channel, uh, a TV series, nothing. 
You know, I a wanna, restaurant. I want to shout out touring musicals. What? Because I have a lot of friends uh-huh. and peers who tour in musicals and shows across the country, uh-huh. and most of them have been without work. Mm-hmm. So I guess my shout out is live performance. Okay. Like if you are still at home, still waiting to go back into life, get out. Go watch something live. Go watch a live band. Go watch a musical. Go watch a jazz ensemble. Go watch a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Go out and experience life again. If you've been putting it off and you're still afraid, put a mask on and say, fuck that fear and get the fuck back out there because you're doing yourself a disservice of life by sitting in your home still and letting fear control you. Go watch people living life to the fullest and on stage is the most extreme sense of living life. So my shout out is to all the live performers who are back out there and not stopping. That's 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 my shout out is people oh. in New York, LA, Miami, Paris, every country, city in the world where you got people working to perform live. Go support that shit. Cause it's fucking life. It's everything. You get yeah. like I get to watch people perform every night. And that's where I get my information from. You go is I'll watch a Latina comic that's bisexual from New York come down to Austin and perform. And I for 15 minutes, I am getting a dose of life that I've never experienced before. I'm getting a perspective that I've never experienced before. And it gives me perspective back onto life. And then also, I guess, and then shout out Encanto. I fucking love that movie. I love that music. I think Encanto, uh, Encanto has family values built into it. I think in this country we've lost the idea of family. Yo, if you still got grandparents alive, go sit and talk to them. Get bored by hearing about how life was 80 years ago. Get tired listening and but ask them questions. Find out what your grandma's favorite thing was. Find out what your grandpa did during a war. Stop sitting on your phone and not learning about your past. Because most of our generation, millennials and zennials, if that's what you want to call them, don't know where they come from. And if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where the fuck you're going. Because everything is cyclical and cyclical, and everything's coming back. Things ain't going to be this way forever. There may be a day when these mics don't connect to electricity, and we can't talk to you. So get the fuck out there. Go meet your neighbor, shake some hands, kiss some cheeks. Get into fights. Get slapped. Fucking look at a map and find a city you've never been to, and go there. Have sex with a stranger. Have sex with the opposite sex. Do drugs you've never done before because you were afraid because Nancy Reagan told you they were bad. Experience things that you don't like. Sleep with people you don't want to sleep with. Sleep with people you'll never have a chance to sleep with. Spend the money to sleep with people you'll never be able to sleep with. Call your mothers. Text your fathers. Have kids. You don't have to be there for them, but have them. We need kids. We need people to rebuild this shit. Streets need to be paved. 
and more than anything else in the world, love yourself and love your country. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was fucking beautiful. It was a little long-winded. <laughs> it's fine. I'll cut that shit up. I will cut it don't up. Leave it all. If you don't leave it all, we gonna have beef. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna handle this with a slap in your face. No. <laughs> Should we end the podcast with a slap? No. <laughs> Look at, no. I was gonna say you can slap me. Nah, not in my house. I'll say something about your wife, ex-wife. I can tell you want. Do everything you want. Um. All right. Yo, get- so I, I was surprised to learn that her name was Jada Pickett. I thought her name was Alopecia. <laughs> I thought that, that was a black you know girl's what? name. You know, it's a black girl name out there it named Alopecia. Like Who got name? offended? Yo, yeah. that's Alopecia Smith. Alopecia <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins. Was that you? Damn Alopecia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, David. <laughs> Man, I'm crying over here. Oh. Uh, where can people oh, find you? What? And cry. <laughs> cry. cry. Shout laughing. out to crying. Not enough of you cry, and it's cry making laughing, life folks. miserable for the rest of us in public. <laughs> Not enough of you getting your emotions out in private, and it's filtering out into real life. And it's it's embarrassing for you, and it's stressful for us. Cry in your car when you're driving home from work. Cry at home when you're alone. It's okay. Cry. It's, okay. it's, it's healthy. Okay. You ain't doing it enough. It's okay. I have allergies. It sucks. Uh, All right. Anyway, where can, people, <laughs> where can people find you? You can find me at, i just get my address out. <laughs> yeah. Social uh, security number. David O. Cento, C-E-N-T-O, David O. Cento at Instagram, uh, David Centafonte on Facebook. Uh, Long Distance Brothers is a podcast I do with my brother where we, like once, twice a month, we just Zoom conversation about our existence, about mm-hmm how we were raised and where we're at in our lives. Uh, he lives in Detroit. I live here in Austin. Uh, so yeah, long distance brothers on YouTube. Um, you can also find me look up best medicine comedy. If you're in Austin and want to see a live comedy show that I produce, I bring in the best comics in my opinion of that month onto stage. And that's the spider. That's the ball. It's not one. always going to be at spider house. We're oh, in different really? locations each month. Oh, okay, good, good. Just good. the last couple of months have been at Spider House. Nice. I so, went to that. Uh, I'll test for it. It's actually pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, thanks for every- hey, hey. Thanks to you for coming. He wasn't even booked or nothing. He came and supported. I, and yo, you don't know how much that means to me. Really? It meant the world, dude. When comics come out that aren't booked and support the show, it makes me feel like I'm part of a community. So shout out to you for doing that. Thank man. you. Thank that, you. That did mean the world. I mean, and I still owe you a drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got right here. <laughs> no, this is free. I'm gonna buy you one. I'll, I'll use my money. He got so mad. He wanted to buy me a drink, and I was like, "No, I'm good," because I get free drinks at the venue. And he was like, "I want to buy you a drink," and he got that's that's that European, that African. Yeah, like, that's, no, it's like yeah, we're we are good hosts. And after, here's that. And we, I guess should I have just let you buy the drink? Yeah. Because in my eyes, it's like, yo, keep, save your money. No, like, that's not the point. Also, to be fair, most comics I know are broke as shit. So I'm not. I, I, oh, I don't know that. I didn't no, know you I, no, 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 like, no, I, I, I am, because now I bought this shit. The point <laughs> is this. The point, here's what we do in Africa. When it comes to hospitality, um, first of all, when you say hi to somebody, it's always, hey, how you doing? And then you start talking, and then 10 seconds later, how you doing? How's the kids? How's this? It's probably the same thing in Italy, I would assume, maybe. But when they come to their house, it's like, oh, we're going to send the kid to go buy drinks. You know, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk. We're going to bring food. We are very hot. We don't have much in Africa. But when it comes to taking care of others, it's like, it's it's a thing. Like, you got to, 
we mm-hmm. just do that. And it's not because we, we know we don't have to. Every time somebody says, you don't have to do that. I'm like, I know I don't. That's what you said. They don't have to do that. Save your money. I'm like, I know I don't have to. It's a want. It's it's called mm-hmm. being nice. Yeah, it's a loss. It's a lost art. And that's and that was you know it's reciprocal. It's like re- just receive a gift without making it a like it's, it's that, about it's, me. That, yeah, I, <laughs> I made it as if it was going to be a burden on you. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to even though anything. you offered it. Yes, and that's on me. Yes. And I have to get better at receiving. In a way, it's love. Yeah, receiving from others. Look, I, 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 I'll say this. I'm uh, you know. I'm a comedian, but I'm a fan first. So I have no, that, that night I saw, I went to fourth tap, uh, to see, uh, so Doug Farrow, who was on the podcast, um, uh, Gabby went up, um, Mike Eaton went up. I think it was, yeah, he was hosting. And I'm like, I'll just go to support. Like, I'm not asking for shit. I'm not, I just go. Cause one, it is, it inspires me more when I see good comedians on stage. Open mics, like, eh, but I, when it's an actual show and I'm like, oh, I know whoever's booking got ta- one got taste and the people on the lineup like, oh, yeah, this is a dope lineup. So I'll go t- I'll go check it out. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just like it inspires me when I when I see people on stage, whether it's you or it's like a professional comic. That's just how I am because I'm a fan first. Mm-hmm. So I love doing that. I don't mind uh, when I have the time. Uh, but, yeah, it was dope. I got to say it was dope. Thank so. you. Was a, it was a it was an interesting lineup. I didn't, I didn't see. Well, we can talk offline if you have something to say about that. <laughs> it was fun. Anyway, um, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media. As I said earlier in the show, if if you've gotten to this point after this man's graduation speech here, um, <laughs> yeah, if you're still sticking around, we got we got plenty coming up. Uh, follow Hip Hop Bingo on Instagram. Follow the feedback. Leave it. Leave a rating, a review on iTunes, whatever. But support. I do this because I love it, because I care about people. I want to talk to people. I want to get to know people. Uh, my speech is way shorter than David's, but you get the gist of it. I've been doing it long enough. Now, don't, do not play the song. <laughs> don't play me. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>